0: the adventures of bradley and don thank you for joining us if you missed the first hour and all those blind items you can definitely go back and listen to them in our podcast you can find on our website but now we have to get into something really important here don yeah, you want
1: to play Truth or Dare?
0: Sure, Madonna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing Madonna's Truth or Dare because those questions I could not ask on midday radio. All right. But uh, I was flipping through my latest issue of Teen Vogue the other day, Dawn. Yeah? Uh, also, I don't have a, a subscription to Teen Vogue. But I did come across this article and I thought, oh God, what could possibly be the questions on an article that is titled... Two hundred and fifty one best truth or dare questions to ask your friends. Oh, because it just brought me back to that period of life. And uh, those Where teenage you wanted years. to know about
0: other people?
1: <laughs> what, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> Nowadays, we're so self-centered as you grow up. You're like, I don't care. I'm just kidding.
1: I feel society. like we're going on a journey, Not yes.
0: personally, I'm just saying society is yeah. sort of self-centered.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, this brought me back to that period of time of life where you got a group of your friends around, mm-hmm. and you're like, let's play truth or dare. And then you <laughs> ended up doing really silly things and really answering dumb questions. Yeah,
0: let's hear so some So like in
1: 2023, what, <laughs> what, would a Teen Vogue truth or dare question be? So then I started going through them and literally there's 251. I was like, why? Wow,
0: how can they think Who of that many? Who needs
1: 251 questions? I Like I would get through
0: five. Surely they'll start making I mean, out before then,
1: right? Ever, I know, exactly. <laughs> like, I dare you to make out with a pillow. <laughs> did you ever do, before I get to the questions, did Make you, out with a pillow? No! Did you ever play truth or dare? Like yes. with your... Um, friends in like middle school high school
0: mm-hmm, definitely yeah. yeah truth or dare or spin the bottle
1: spin the bottle we played something called spin the keys i don't honestly remember how you that didn't worked. have a bottle well i'm assuming <laughs> okay there had to be a reason right yeah and it did involve people going into a closet and kissing i yeah. do remember that
0: yeah we had um then we had like five minutes in the closet or three minutes or oh, whatever yeah and yeah. they would just go in there and then but wasn't it also called like post office?
1: Off. post office post office wasn't there something called post are office?
0: You mailing letters? <laughs> what are you doing?
1: I don't know. I remember something called post office.
0: <laughs> and that is...
2: We, it was called seven minutes in heaven for Oh, us. maybe that's yeah. what i are thinking, thinking of. Yeah.
1: Why did I think post, post office? I don't know, but
0: we got to come up with something for post office, okay?
1: <laughs> you want me to mail this package? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. That mail slot is too small okay. for my package. Okay. Wow. I have to go inside Dawn. and mail it. <laughs>
1: Stop the euphemisms before we get taken up here.
0: Oh, it is
2: a kissing game played by t- teenage parties called oh. post office. No, yeah.
1: I knew it. What do you what's, do? What's...
2: I'm trying to find here. Let's okay, see You here. find the thing. One the... group, let's say group A goes into another room, group or <laughs> er, room A, and then the other group, let's say group B, goes into what's called the post office to play. Each person from group <laughs> A individually visits the post office. <laughs> yes! Once they receive their kiss from everyone in the room, they then return
1: to room A. Okay, that I don't remember i just remember being in a closet it's
0: like sexy postman
1: (sighs) sexy postman that's interesting so that sounds kind of like seven minutes in heaven which is this game is
0: forever stamps (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that means anyway wow okay
2: did you, Mike, did you play any of these games? Oh, seven minutes of heaven was a thing, but we didn't. Okay, you know, we,
0: that's a long time. Seven minutes, jeez.
1: Well, the first like five is just awkwardly. I'm sure nobody's to talk got an to actual the timer, person. although they probably do now that they all have phones. It'd be curious to know, like, because again, we, we, you know, Don, 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 Don and I are dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we didn't have technology well, really. Well, we had
0: like the, the kitchen timer. You know, no. I'm just saying that,
1: like, we didn't have anything to distract ourselves. We certainly didn't have a computer to bebop over and find 251 questions. Uh We just came out of questions from our keisters. The questions on this list include things like, "What was your first concert?" Okay, that's a truth or dare question. Fail. I mean, because isn't like the whole thing supposed to be? You have to answer like a really intense question.
0: Or you say dare. I can't. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you
1: don't want to tell the truth, so you take the dare. So, like, that just doesn't seem like a question worthy of truth or dare. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What is this? Like, a job
0: uh, (laughs) interview? interview? (laughs) Is this at the post (laughs) (laughs) office?
1: Okay, what about this? If you had to always be overdressed (laughs) or underdressed, which would you choose?
0: Oh, Dumb. Absolutely over. Wouldn't everyone say over? Yeah,
1: why would you say under? You don't
0: want to be embarrassed that you're like, if I'm overdressed, I'm like, yeah, I look good, and you don't.
1: <laughs> okay, okay Big deal. Um are you Team Edward or Team Jacob?
0: If you ask that now, people would be like, Who are they? I
1: know. That's what uh, um
0: I mean Edward for Twilight. sure.
1: Which one is Edward?
0: Robert Pattinson.
1: And I Jacob think. is the was, other guy. I was always Jacob.
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm. That, that I never saw the guy. show. Taylor, 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 Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Taylor yep. Lautner.
1: Okay, so Robert Pattinson or Taylor La- uh, definitely Robert Pattinson because he was God. mysterious, right? He was broody. He,
0: yeah, I mean, he was a vampire, not a werewolf. You don't want to have somebody that just goes into a blind rage. Okay, this is
1: a great question, Dawn. V- werewolf or vampire?
0: I used to ask this to every guest on the last show I did for years and years. How did you know that? Like celebrity guests, anybody.
1: Maybe I did.
0: Maybe. Maybe I'm a vampire.
1: I I would say you actually asked me this question. That's why I asked it. Um, Because at some point you asked me this question. And the Mm -hmm. question I would always answer, vampire. That's right. Because vampires are just inherently sexier
0: you're sexier, werewolves. you get to live forever, you always look good, yeah. you get to Youth stalk your prey.
2: Werewolves are much better at basketball. I could lead my team to state.
0: Mm. Okay, oh. I'm a teen wolf.
2: There you go.
0: We are really off track. I want to know these teen questions. I asked you these. That was know, a real but, question. I know, Werewolf but like, we've only gone through three. We
1: can go through more on another day.
0: I have to.
1: Um... Mike, though I want to know, you really want to be a werewolf? No, i was just
2: trying to go for the teen wolf joke. I don't really have an interest in I either. Need t- you to have an answer though. Okay, well, um, I, I, I think this is I just, truth or dare isn't werewolf. They only it's only when it's yeah, a full moon. full moon. So and like you have
0: no control.
2: And I hate blood. I'd pass out every time I tried to suck blood from somebody. So I couldn't be a vampire.
0: You have to be a werewolf. I'd have
1: to be a werewolf. Okay. I just caged <laughs> myself. You said before. vampire Let's too, wear right? Some on some
0: culottes, so there that you your go. pants don't
1: <laughs> don't say culottes. <laughs> like the 1980s called <laughs> they want just their fashion some, back just
0: wear some uh, boho pants okay because vamp- you don't want you. when you grow as a werewolf you don't oh. want your pants to bust off of you it's the Hulk
2: situation yeah. I have to last to see as my friend Yes.
0: <laughs> Is, has I, there ever been I,
2: a, a vampire who scared of blood because I don't think that would work yeah I bet yeah. there are
1: vegan vampires <laughs> <laughs> right like they've got you know blood You're that's made out of, of plant it's plant based
0: <laughs> plant based yeah. blood Oh my I'm gosh. a vegan
1: vampire, <laughs> and I just really—the sight of blood—it just makes me want to faint. Oh so. gosh,
0: love it!
1: <laughs> all right, well, we'll we'll uh, dip into these questions another time because, Dawn, we have literally 250 I can't of them.
0: Wait, let's please do them. Okay, through the summer.
1: All right, all summer long, we're gonna play Truth or Dare, but there are no P-Vogue. dares because uh, the dares are always dumb.
0: Like they lick m- the doorknob. Lick-
1: I told you we had to make, we made, I don't remember why, but I made Colleen lick a doorknob once. That Mm -hmm. was the dare. Yeah. Colleen, if you're listening, you have to remind us why. Um, When we come back though, we're going to leave truth or dare aside, but when we come back Dawn, the Golden Globes will no longer be run by the Hollywood foreign press. I need to understand what that means. Do you have the details?
0: I do have the details, but I'm not so sure I know either.
1: (sighs) Okay. Well, we'll try to figure it out when we come back right here on Talk 107.1. I need a hero. Yes, you do, my talkers, and have I got a hero for you, Hero Home Services. So if there's anything wrong with uh stuff around the house, I want you to call my friends at Hero. But this time of year specifically, you're running that AC, running up that hill, um, trying to make your home cool all summer long. Especially this week. I know it's gonna be super duper warm. Get your furnace checked not your furnace you can get your furnace checked too but get your ac checked by my friends at hero this time of year for 69 dollars. that ac tune-up comes with a 365 day no breakdown guarantee that means for a full year if there's an issue you just call hero there's not going to be an issue because they're going to make sure that ac is blowing cool air all year long and then you can just sit back and enjoy what summer has to share with us. Head to callhero.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you.
0: On my talk 1071, uh, this is your place for entertainment and. We have to talk about the Golden Globes. It was announced yesterday afternoon that the Golden Globes um, will no longer be under the oversight of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association.
1: Not surprising because there's been a fair amount of controversy against or with the Foreign Press Association. So what do we know about this new arrangement, Don?
0: Well, this new arrangement means that Dick Clark Productions, the world's largest producer and proprietor of televised live entertainment, Programming, um, they've acquired all of the Golden Globes' assets, rights, and properties from Hollywood Foreign Press, and they're going to establish a new Golden Globe Foundation. So I was not aware that the Golden Globes was a not-for-profit organization. Yeah. I didn't know that. So now it will Through be a the HFPA
1: for, or whatever. Right. Yeah.
0: So now it's going to be a for-profit organization. And what I was most concerned about is that um, are we going to have the same judges? Because a lot of the controversy was that everybody was white. You're like, um, when we everybody found that out, it's like, how is this okay in our world? Well, they've been trying to repair that image by... Adding new members, but it just wasn't enough for them to overcome that. And I think that's why they basically sold all of their, all of the property to, you know, Dick Clark Productions. So
1: how does a production company take over an awards uh, ceremony that had awards given by journalists who... And as I was reading a little bit about this, so I don't know very much, but it mm-hmm. sounds like the HFPA is actually just folding and, the you know, the whole thing is just dissolving away. So, like, who's going to be voting on the actual awards that the telecast will then be presenting?
0: That is unclear at this time. Oh. I know that one person from the Hollywood Foreign Press, um, Helen Hone, she's going to be a part of the new organization Uh, And there will be some people that are a part of this new organizations and organization and others will not be. But they are in charge because I thought, is this just about the television broadcast? Because that's what Dick Clark Productions does. But it goes beyond that. Um, It says, you know, that. They have a commitment to the successful implementation of a robust approach to governance, the expansion of the diverse and international voting body.
1: Okay, so they're going to have a voting body. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, and they're going to be accountable. It says safe and accountable environment, trusting new ownership. It's going to give new direction for the Globes. So they are going to be figuring out who is going to be a part of this Golden Globes voting body. Okay, an international body of reporters. That's more diverse. Oh, there I think. you go. Okay. So basically, all most of the people got canned from their job as a part of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Well, that's going to be necessary. Yeah. You know, it's just to this. And by renew canned, this. you mean they're
1: just getting rid of the Hollywood Fre- Foreign Press Association. Yeah. So anybody that was voting is not necessarily going to be a part of whatever Dick Clark Productions has set up.
0: That's correct, yes. Which is like, you have new owners, and we're flipping the format. It's just like when people come in and buy a radio station. What I
1: love about all of this, though, is that this is actually, this just reminds us how arbitrary awards shows are, Mm -hmm. and the arbitrariness of the foundation that they're built on. Like, this, again, is a a for-profit, I mean, this is a production company. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. That's in
1: the business of making money. Yes. That is now going to attempt to put on an award show that somehow, you know. It's going
0: to be making money. Yeah,
1: I mean, it just is what it is, right? It could be, it might end up being a very uh, delightful broadcast, but it remains to be seen how this will all play out. Are they preparing to do their first award ceremony next year
0: they are it's actually uh january 7th 2024 it's already been set okay and it also says in this article from the hollywood reporter who happens to be owned by dick clark productions Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: That they're also going to be pursuing global related commercial opportunities. Globes are related commercial opportunities around the globe. International commercial opportunities. What that looks like that throughout the year. means they're going to
1: make money elsewhere.
0: They are. They're going to be making money all year long. <laughs> you okay. know, and it's just like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it, hey, look, it's, if it's a we cool get a Golden
1: Globe, I mean, as an audience member, I am a certified, I, I think I should uh, start an organization that gives awards out as an audience member for the award shows because like every year we're sat in front of the screen watching these, you know, feeble attempts to. Uh, revive a a dying genre. But if they put on, if they manage to put on a worthwhile telecast, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. The only thing that concerns me is, so with the Oscars, you had a lot of for your consideration money being Mm moved around people basically like the reason why andrea riseborough this year made it was such a big stink about her being nominated for best actress because they didn't play the game of paying a bunch of money for billboards and just like sending gifts and all the money those big films send to actually be nominated because that does happen if this is now a for-profit thing is the golden globes are there going to be is it going to turn into that yeah You know, which it probably will.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would assume, again, it's a business that's in the business of making money. So I'm not I would not be surprised if they're like, hey, in order to enter one of your films, you must give us all of this money. Yeah. And then they'll have some I'm sure they have to have some rudimentary, you know, like. If you are a designated film, I'm sure they'll just copy and paste whatever ethics (laughs) guidelines the HFPA had that
0: worked so well. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean,
0: I mean. Again, it
1: obviously isn't working very well for anybody because of the moment in which we live. But, you know, I I just my point is I don't expect them to be any different than anybody else. They'll probably probably try to run as tight a ship as they possibly can.
0: Yes. And I do think that it is necessary for them to completely rebuild the thing because they just can't come back from that reputation this is actually a good this is a very good thing we'll just have to see what happens
1: well hopefully they don't screw it up dick clark (laughs) productions okay dawn thank you for that update when we come back here on the adventures of bradley and dawn pedro pascal is so sexy
0: how sexy is he
1: when he talks about road rage it'll make you swoon
0: oh tell
1: you why when we return right here on my talk 1071 Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation now through July 31st. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each additional unit with PowerView. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you you through every step of the process or check him out online at littleblindspot.com and don't forget to tell him bradley sent you
0: the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 well we're here for entertainment and it is entertaining to see pedro pascal talk about anything uh-huh. i think um despite the topic maybe he would be a great teacher at a college because you'd be paying attention in class But what did you see Pedro Pascal (laughs)
1: doing? Or any kind of safety uh, advisor because he would, you know, grab your attention throughout the whole safety procedure. Sure. Like as a flight attendant, right? Oh, right. Definitely watch that. Perfect. (laughs) Where do I put that mask? Can you show me? (laughs) Um, Okay. So I saw this headline and I thought, wow. And then I read the story and I went, wow. Okay. Pedro Pascal is so sexy, Don.
0: How sexy is he?
1: He's even sexy when he's talking about road rage. Oh, Now, you might ask yourself, why is he talking about road rage? Why
0: is he talking about road rage? Well, I he,
1: he is in the latest installment of Actors on Actors from Variety. You know, they do these sit-downs with actors interviewing other actors. And uh, Mr. Pascal was interviewed by none other than... Oh, gosh. His name, Steven Yun, who plays a character in Beef, which I know you watched, right?
0: Just finished it last night.
1: And he plays Glenn in that?
0: He plays Glenn in The Walking Dead.
1: Without giving... Oh, Glenn in Walking Dead. That's right. Yes, I just which, call him there's Glenn. There's a connection. Okay. Um,
0: but, but he plays Danny in Beef.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and in Beef, obviously, which I didn't know because I haven't watched, but I know you did and you would agree that this is a it vaguely deals with, or not vaguely, but it deals with road rage. It starts with the road with rage a right?
0: incident. Mike watched it too. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's how they got on the topic. So okay. people are like, how did they get on the topic of road rage? Well, that's why. So, uh, he's asking him questions. Steven, that is asking Pedro about, uh road rage and he says and let me i want to just get the piece that just made me so happy okay he goes um first of all it's a love fest between the two of them i mean not surprising right because actors interviewing actors you'd imagine they're complimenting each other's craft yes etc the uh he goes on to say let's see let's uh, i don't want to gas you up too much selfless and he goes okay." <laughs> Uh, Pedro says, this is really going to be a compliment fest because your observations are so good. And he goes on to say beef, that is again, he's talking to Steven. Beef is a perfect example of somebody who is not being chased by zombies. He's not flying through, uh, flying a ship through galaxies, but there's just so much danger within the averageness of his life. How many people have been telling you their road rage stories because I had one that happened yesterday. Mm. So like in him complimenting him, like you know seemingly the plot is very mundane or average but mm-hmm. in fact it really this just shows in and again i haven't seen this but he's making the point that like even in the average you make it seem like emotional roller coaster right oh yeah so then he references because i had one that happened yesterday and he goes on to say yesterday was a day this is pedro pascal it was my fault i've had three incidents and they've all been my fault 3 Put a pin in that.
0: Okay.
1: I cut somebody off, and I look over, and there's a big glob of saliva, like the visual effects put it there, just dripping down the side of the passenger window. And my sister was like, "Bleep, okay, that's not sexy." But like he's painting a picture, right? Uh huh. Like some,
0: someone um, spit. Someone on just his spit window. on
1: his window. He goes, or uh, uh Steven says, "Holy bleep!" Like a glob on the driver's side. He just hocked a hard loogie at you. <laughs> yeah, he spit at me. What did you do? I was in shock. It didn't trigger any rage out of me. It absolutely humbled me and shocked me, scared me a little bit, disturbed me. Steven goes on. I wonder if your consciousness about not reacting to that negatively is you recognizing the person's trying to connect with you in some way. Pedro says, they want me to drink in their saliva. (laughs) It made me feel guilty. I was like, gosh, people are going through bleep. And I just thought, wow, his reaction to the road rage guy is like, yeah, just really made me realize people are going through stuff,
0: Oh boy,
1: you know, and I didn't react. I mean, I was a little shocked and scared, but Uh I didn't respond with rage. And I just thought, God, this man, even in reaction to road rage is far sexier than I could ever be. Because the last time I got in a road rage experience, which was my, well, it wasn't my fault, but I am the, (laughs) the, I was the guy that. The road ragey person was responding to
0: because you did something.
1: Well, yeah, I changed lanes. I think he thought I cut him off, but I was like car lengths ahead of this dude. Oh, but he was traveling faster. I think so. He had to slow down. Yeah, by the way, he was traveling really fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: uh, the moral of the story is, um, I just like my response in those moments. Is like, oh god. You know, I didn't respond with rage. I responded with like, "I got to get out of here because like this guy's going to come fear, for fear, me." Fear. Right? Fear, yeah. <laughs> right. And and Pedro Pascal just like
0: he, he just I'm thought about the other person. That dude's
1: probably going through some stuff right now. I'm just going to let him, you know, be. Also, I did want to poke it. Like, why were you responsible for three road rage incidents? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about those.
0: He's delightfully unaware of his surroundings. Oh yeah. Well. I would say that that's very um, elevated of him to do that. It is,
1: right? Like, because most people's reaction would be like to, well, in this day and age, I think most people aren't going to, the old me, you know, want, would respond maybe with getting angry. But, like, in the world we live in today, my response is not anger because mm. I know that the world is a dangerous place.
0: Yeah. And, and I basically, don't, you're, I don't want to be a victim. Everybody out there on the road is driving a weapon
1: yeah or they're (laughs) carrying a weapon and i always say every time i'm in a road rage incident meaning there's somebody angry at me on the road yeah like i saw that okay i saw this on a tiktok this lady filmed herself react well first of all i would never stop my car and open a window and talk to somebody but she did this after a road ragey incident and this guy was going off on her and she was like responding to him. Apparently he didn't like the fact that she zipper merged. And I have had this very same experience. In fact, somebody scratched my car because they wouldn't let me zipper merge. Like I was zipper merging. Like I Were was you the was merging car, the yep. Okay. I went all the way, you know how you do, you're supposed to go all the way to the end. Sure. And But like Minnesotans like to get over way early. And then if they see somebody else going in front of them, yeah they get offended because they're like, well, I pulled over early. And you're like, no, you actually did the wrong thing by slowing down traffic and not merging correctly. Uh-huh. So long story short, this woman was explaining how zipper merge works. Uh-huh. And like, I, again, I have had that experience where people get super, super triggered if you zipper merge the correct way.
0: Yeah, I. it's just so... Um... It's so weird because I feel like it's increased. Yeah. Since the um, we all went came back to work,
1: but you kind of have to like just let it go mm-hmm. because oh I know what I was going to say because the the tail end of that was I always remember the story of a guy who pulled over and the got the other guy got out two people pulled over after a road ragey thing the guy pulled out and pulled a harpoon oh a harpoon uh, gun or a blow dart gun or some yeah, kind of that's a gun out weapon. of his trunk and mm-hmm. shot the I think it was a priest with a, a
0: a priest with a harpoon gun
1: yeah whatever you shoot to like kill fish in the water
0: yeah like a spear yeah gun
1: yeah um and so every time I get angry or somebody gets angry at me on the road I'm like I don't want to end up with a spear in me
0: <laughs> so just remember that I can't believe a priest did
1: that no the I'm priest sorry. was the victim
0: oh I asked you if the priest had the harpoon gun. Oh,
1: no, he got the harpoon (laughs) gun, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't don't react. Even if you feel like you're in the right and you want to educate the world about the correct way to zipper merge, don't, because you don't want to be. Yeah,
0: you're not the teacher. You're not the ambassador of the road, as I like to say. Well, I really wish that, you know, we all have shows that everyone's like, you have to watch, you have to watch. This is, I just finished it last night. It's so great because it's talking about exactly that you're thing. You're saying beef? Beef, yes, on Netflix um, with Ali Wong and Steven Yoon. It is fantastic. Their acting is amazing. It, and they both have so much going on in their life, and that is why the thing happened. But you're just like, wow, little Ali Wong is so mad, and she's vicious. But then you realize what her life is like, and it is funny. But then it becomes very, very dramatic and tender throughout the rest of the show. I mean, it is a drama, but there are funny moments in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is. I don't know who wrote that, but I'll have to find out because kudos to them, and the direction is great too. It's such a complicated story that's so fresh and new. Like it isn't a just the same typical story over and over. It's just new, fresh writing and. Boy, is it good. Good job, Netflix, on that one. Whoever well,
1: did it. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance, we'll post a link on the show links page to read the interview between Steven Young mm-hmm. and Pedro Pascal, because he's dreamy as always. And the pas. what are we going to call it? The pas- Pascal pas? I mean, whatever. Pedro Sans. Whatever moment we're <laughs> yes. having right now with Pedro Pascal.
0: Pedro is so good.
1: Uh, let's do the Pedro Sants. Keep that going as long as we can. But when we come back, Dawn has a story for us about a Michigan town that ranks number one. I didn't even know this scale existed on the cocaine <laughs>
0: scale. <laughs> cocaine? That's a thing? Yes. And wildness. Like the wildness scale. They did a test How do you with measure cities. a
1: cocaine scale?
0: Well, it's how MIT how much cocaine is in the community and how many people have tried cocaine
1: oh, great okay well I mean, we'll find out involved there's where in clubs. michigan you need to go to get your cocaine <laughs> and when we all return. kinds of fun <laughs> all right right here on my talk 1071 hey my talkers bradley here for my good friends at dakota dental head to dakota com today to make your regular checkup and appointment with one of the best dentists in the twin cities i know that because I'm a patient. I've been going to Dakota Dental for years and you'll love the care. You'll love the professionalism. You'll love the attention to detail you will receive every time you're sitting in that chair at Dakota Dental. Just like that's been my experience. They're right down in Apple Valley, super convenient to the Metro, so straight shot for me. And uh, if you've been paying for dental benefits all year long, I mean, the year's half over. I know, what? It's hard to believe, but it's true. That means you're paying for dental benefits you need to put to good use and put them to Use at one of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. And while you're in that chair, don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you, of course, but ask them about any questions you have regarding your dental health, ways to improve your dental health, or maybe you've got questions about some of the procedures like dental implants, etc. Do that today by heading to dakotadental.com. Tell them Bradley sent you.
0: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. This is the place for entertainment when you go on vacation. Some people like to really indulge in substances that are not legal or good for them. Now, I'm talking about this because there was a wildness scale of all the US cities out there. And. um,
1: Let me guess, we're at the bottom.
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't look, um, there's actually a list that you have to click out of a lot of ads um, that will add to that. Um, The top 10 is what they give us overall. Okay. And the scale um, is based on adults who binge drink or drink heavily. This is a percentage. People who have taken marijuana. People who have taken cocaine. And casinos per 100,000 residents. Number of strip clubs. And then they give an overall score. So you have to think about like per capita. You're not looking at like, oh, okay, well, New York City has a lot of people in it. So no, this is per capita. Um, there is a surprising town that is ends up being when you look at the cocaine scale, the cocaine highest
1: scale. Okay. the, so people, the people who have taken cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Um, this city is in Michigan. 23.8% of people have taken cocaine. Is it a big city in Michigan? No. Hmm. Traverse City. Traverse City.
1: Traverse. Traverse. Traverse Traverse City, Michigan.
0: Traverse. See. Okay. City. Okay. So 23.8%. Traverse
1: City. I've never been to Traverse City. If anybody's from or listening in Traverse City right now, let us know if you've done cocaine. Right. <laughs> no, please don't
0: do that. Um, so, that is so weird. So, yeah. So, it is number three okay. on the list of all cities based on the other categories as well, like people who have taken marijuana. Also- 65.8%.
1: That's in Traverse City? Yes. Wow. So, they're just doing all- What's going on in Traverse City?
0: A lot of stuff. Um, binge drinking, 23% oh of people. God. It has two strip clubs, which it's that's not a nothing. big city, so- per capita, it gives it a scale of seven point seven one. Reno is number one overall. But as far as cocaine goes, and it beats it beats Reno in pot, it ties them with binge drinking. And it, it beats Reno with cocaine. So the only thing per capita that would keep it not in the number one place is number of strip clubs.
1: That is so crazy. Traverse City, for those uh, who don't know, it's like if you look at the mitten, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be on the uh, at the tip of your pinky finger.
0: basically. Oh, OK. That's yes. up
1: against Lake Michigan. I see. Looks like it's right on the water.
0: All right.
1: So uh we do have a caller. Is this somebody from Traverse City? And who, does and cocaine? who loves cocaine? Yeah, that's <laughs> Great. Laura.
0: Laura. Hi. Hi, Laura. What do you know? My aunt lives in Traverse City. Okay. And I have not done cocaine in Traverse City, but I have been to Traverse City. <laughs> and
1: cocaine. is everybody doing please. the cocaine? What's going on? I don't
0: know. It's got a great film uh like a film festival in the summer. I don't okay. know if that brings in <laughs> oh. party people, but um, That's hilarious. You would see Michael, uh, who's the filmmaker? Michael Moore. He oh, goes yeah. up there and does, like, talks and stuff. But the big thing is Paris Hilton's husband is from Traverse City. Oh. Oh, see. So okay. maybe
1: he's bringing in a lot of the cocaine. This
0: is residents, though. When I'm talking about the percentage, it's not, like, people that have visited who, who did cocaine. These are people who live there.
1: So now when like, you... when you Sure,
0: go, that's not my aunt.
1: I was going to say, <laughs> when you go back to see your aunt, you're going to have to take a poll. Ask her how many people she knows who've done <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then report back to oh, us. God. How do you feel about the place? Is it a very loosey-goosey place for a lot of people party? I mean, it's kind of, it's a very, like, it's a lake town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. Like it's, a, it's got a huge film following and yeah. like film festivals and stuff, big music festivals. Oh, there is a huge horse show that happens there where, like, a whole bunch of richy, richy, rich people fly their horses in.
1: Oh, there and, you go. Well, and they're doing coke. They're snorting coke while they're betting on horses.
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for your uh, call about that town. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thanks, Laura.
0: Oh, my.
1: That's that is the most <laughs> bizarre story, Don. It
0: is. Um I'm also
1: curious why that beat out like other big cities. It must just be because like per capita, right? Yes. So it's not like I don't know though. How would they know? Like, did they just go take polls of everybody? Like, hey guys, well, did you do cocaine?
0: Um, this is run, it's according to OLBG, an online sports betting guy. Oh. Are you Mike? familiar, Mike?
1: Do you know this? He's on the phone.
0: Oh, O L B G. You know me. Um, it, it,
1: they don't tell you anything about the methodology. Of no, the but study. it's like,
0: how close are you to, like, all of these things, like, could you get cocaine? How close are you to a casino, strip clubs, cannabis? And then they also cite county health rankings of self-reported binge drinking or heavy drinking.
1: Okay. That, okay. You know, they must be able to pull stats from, like, census data, although I don't know that there was ever a census question that asked about cocaine. Yeah. Uh, It does say the city is renowned for its vineyards and wineries, making it less surprising that 23% of the residents drink heavily. That's actually quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I did not. uh, You had another, you had a link to that original story. There's none of these cities in the wildness are in, I'm double checking, uh, Minnesota.
0: No, we've got Reno at number one, Portland in number two. By the way, Portland has 52 strip clubs. Jeebony Christmas. Uh, We've got Traverse City las vegas milwaukee pittsburgh tucson sarasota phoenix and grand rapids
1: yeah and if you click more it goes all the way down and there's still nothing from minnesota so we're good we're good good.
0: okay well that is um
1: that's a fascinating it is
0: it's like and it definitely is per capita they go on to say reno not
1: a surprise
0: yeah portland
1: probably not a surprise las vegas certainly not a surprise milwaukee kind of sleepy Pittsburgh, I don't know. Tucson, what do I know? I don't know anything about. Sarasota, I thought that's just like where Uh, families go.
0: I went there on a vacation this year. Yeah. Sarasota. um, Did you do some cocaine? No, I did not. I stayed with a woman at an Airbnb who was delightful and she had a couple of bijon frissés.
1: Uh, Apparently 60, although these like marijuana stats don't mean anything. Uh, Because that would,
0: yeah, I mean honestly, is it legal in the in the state, that's what I would ask, you know, it would make a big difference there. And we all know that Portland, isn't um, everything legal in Oregon?
1: I don't think cocaine is.
0: I think everything is legal in Portland. Really? Mm-hmm. That seems... Drugs in Portland.
1: Uh, I will... Like s- a not...
0: Cri- it's not a criminal offense.
1: I will say, if I look through this full list, it looks like Los Angeles is... Nope, 99. New York City has the most strip clubs of any other of these cities. Okay. With 99.
0: That's um a lot. So in Oregon, they overwhelmingly passed a, m- a measure that makes possession of small amounts of cocaine, heroin, LSD, meth, among other dr- drugs. Um, they decriminalized wow. it. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's intense.
0: It is. Um it really is. I think that you can get like a, a small fine if you have over the amount that they would, you know, yeah. consider personally. Presumably, use. they're trying to, you know,
1: decriminalize small. The users, the use of drugs versus the people selling drugs.
0: That's right. Yes. But they've got to get okay, it from interesting, somewhere. Interesting. So, gosh.
1: Uh, okay. So, John, if I want to find out how much cocaine my city does, where do I go?
0: Well, you would go to this is a Metro Times article that I will put on our show links page. And um, uh, also, OLBG, the sports betting community. Actually, I'll put that link on our show links page here because that that's has the one the that list. has the
1: list of the world's or the top, the U.S. top wildest yeah. cities.
0: The U.S. top wildest cities. Also,
1: yeah, that's just fascinating. Minnesota, good job. Not you did first it. time we're happy we didn't make a list.
0: Yes. Oh boy. Unless
1: you love strip clubs, then I guess you'd prefer we ranked <sighs> or did cocaine.
0: I don't know. Also, I would imagine, and maybe this is just because I am like to be a responsible, or when I did drink, be a responsible drinker. If you have access to public transit, I think that makes a lot of difference as to how much alcohol you consume. If you can get home with public transit, I think people would be more likely to drink more. That's just my thoughts. And and a lot of cities don't have the amazing light rail system that we have here, you know? I mean, not that that's like, yeah, let's get drunk and get on the light rail. I'm not saying that, but I think that would make a difference, you know.
1: Um, Certainly. When we come back, I am very excited uh, because I learned yesterday, Dawn, as mm-hmm. I'm sure you did as well, that Pat Sajak was leaving Wheel of Fortune. Now, I say excited because that presents an opportunity. And the opportunity is for someone here at My Talk one oh seven one. And that person is our producer. His name is Mike.
0: We don't want to lose him, though.
1: You know, look, if we selfish. can get Mike to be the new host <laughs> of Wheel of Fortune, I'd feel pretty good.
0: Yeah. Let's So work we're going to talk
1: about the end of an era and the beginning of hopefully a new one.